0: All right, dads, we are going to the baseball diamond today. I got an awesome guest for you guys. Major League Baseball catcher Alex Avila joins me on the podcast. Alex currently catches for the Washington Nationals. He has previously played for the Detroit Tigers, the Chicago White Sox, the Chicago Cubs, the Arizona Diamondbacks, and the Minnesota Twins. Alex is the son of Detroit Tigers general manager Al Avila, and he is the godson of Major League Baseball legend Tommy Lasorda. Alex received the Silver Slugger Award back in 2011, making the All-Star team that same year, and Alex was the catcher for the Detroit Tigers' four straight AL Central Division titles, catching for Justin Verlander and Max Scherzer during their Cy Young Award-winning seasons. He bats lefty, throws righty, he has smacked 105 home runs, racked up 395 RBIs so far in his career. He, of course, is a first-class father all the way, and I'm excited to have him on the podcast today. Alex Avila will be here with me in just a few minutes, so please stick around for the interview. And today's interview with Alex Avila was recorded on video and is available for you guys to watch on my YouTube channel. So if you'd like to watch the conversation between the Major League Baseball catcher and myself, please subscribe to First Class Fatherhood on YouTube. The link is in the description of today's podcast episode. All right, if you guys enjoy today's interview with Alex Avila and you're fans of Major League Baseball, you have got to go back through the episodes here and check out my interviews with Major League Baseball Hall of Famer Mike Piazza. Major League Baseball pitcher Lance Lynn and Raw Stripling and a couple of other Major League Baseball dads that are in there in the archives of the podcast. So go through and check them all out. And the baseball season is winding down and the NFL season has just kicked off. You got to go over to SeatGeek.com and use my promo code FIRSTCLASS and save $20 on your tickets. If you plan on taking your kids to the game or you're going with your friends, use my promo code FIRSTCLASS, save $20 on your tickets and help support First Class Fatherhood. All right. Be sure you guys are following me on Instagram at Alec on the school lace for all the upcoming guest announcements. If you can smack me with a rating or review on iTunes or Spotify, that always goes a long way to help me out. And as always, guys, please help me spread the word about the podcast. Every father in your neighborhood or in your contact list and let them know about the show that's here celebrating fatherhood and family life. Fatherhood rocks. Family values rule. And every day is Father's Day right here with me. And I'm going to be right back with Alex Avila. I'm Alec Lace and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. What's doing, dads? I've got two ways for you guys to save money and support First Class Fatherhood. First up, the NFL season is back and the stands are packed once again with fans the way it's supposed to be. If you plan on taking your kids, going with your family, or going with the guys to the game, save $20 on your tickets by going to SeatGeek.com or using the SeatGeek app and use my promo code FIRSTCLASS. That's one word, FIRSTCLASS, and you get to save $20 off your tickets. Okay, and secondly, you got to go to MyPillow.com and save up to 66% off using my promo code FATHERHOOD. MyPillow.com, use the promo code FATHERHOOD. I'll tell you right now, their pillows are great, but their mattress toppers, their towels, their bathrobes are next level. You got to check them out. MyPillow.com, use the promo code FATHERHOOD, and you're going to save up to 66% off your order. All right, you got that, guys? SeatGeek, save $20 on your tickets. Promo code over there, first class my pillow promo code over there fatherhood all right two ways for you guys to save money and support first class fatherhood joining me now first class father alex avila welcome to first class fatherhood
1: well thanks alex I, Alec, i appreciate uh, you having me here
0: You're just like this here how many kids do you have how old are they
1: i've got two uh two girls and they're eight and six
0: Okay, very cool. We going for the boy? Or are you all done here?
1: Uh, no, we're all done. We're all done. Uh, uh, one thing my wife told me when we got married, she's uh, she's like, I want to be done having kids by the time I'm 30. So uh, we got uh, we got to work quick and and um, had two. We talked about three, uh, but with uh, with our schedules, um, yeah, uh, two was about as uh, much as we could uh, handle at the moment. And I think at, with the kids being eight and six, we're kind of we see the light at the end of the tunnel and. And not really sure if I can go back to diapers at this point.
0: <laughs> yeah, I hear you on that. If you could, Alex, please just take a minute here to hit my listeners with a little bit about your background and what you do.
1: Well, um, I've been uh, playing Major League Baseball for the last 13 years. Um, and uh, been, uh, been with Detroit, uh, the, uh, both Chicago teams, uh, Arizona. Uh, and, uh, and now with uh, uh, Washington. I was with uh, Minnesota um, uh, last year. And I've been playing baseball. Uh, it's been my career uh, for the last 13 years, and and uh, have has it's been great. Uh, kind of living out my dream, and um, so yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much uh, what I've been doing the last few years.
0: <laughs> yeah, very cool. Obviously, you've been crushing it on the diamond there. But take me back here to the beginning then of your fatherhood journey. About how old were you when you first became a dad, Alex? And how did that kind of change your perspective on life?
1: Well, uh, I mean, it, it, it's a huge change in, uh, in your perspective, no doubt. I remember actually one of the first things, you know, that's, that's one of the first things when, right before we had uh, Avery, my oldest, um, that my dad had told me is, is, is how much it would change your life and, and how uh, you really understand what love is uh, once you actually hold your first child. Um, and I've had, have had numerous conversations with my dad about that, you know, prior to, to our first uh, being born. And I mean, he was absolutely right. I mean, there's, there's a lot of things that other parents tend to give advice on, whether it's your parents or, or, or uh, friends of yours, but, and you really can never really quite understand it until you experience it yourself. And, and that was absolutely one of the most, uh, uh I mean, the most, uh, life-changing moment of my life. And, and it's been amazing.
0: Yeah, very well said. And what, what would you consider to be some of the top values, Alex, that your father instilled in you that you hope to instill in the girls growing up?
1: Well, I would say probably um, probably one of the the, the, the top uh, value that my dad instilled in me is uh, is discipline. Um, you know, he was uh, my uh, my dad and my mom were 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 strict with my brother and I and uh, my sister as far as um you know, making sure that we had, you know, our priorities straight, uh, as kids growing up, uh, before, you know, any of the, the fun things, um, and that kind of discipline led into a work ethic as well, you know, developing that. Um, and that is one of the reasons why I've been able to, uh, to achieve my dream of playing baseball, because if I didn't have that type of discipline, um, and work ethic going into trying to achieve, um, you know, this goal, the, the goal of mine, the playing baseball, I would have never have done that. I, I, it would have been, um, it would have been too difficult to try to do it without the type of discipline that he instilled in me. And uh, that's one thing that, that I hope that I can, you know, be able to, um, to not only show my daughters, but, uh, you know, help them along the way to uh, understand how that it takes, whatever it is that you want to do in life. Um, that it's going to take discipline um, and a work ethic in order to achieve that. That it doesn't just come, you know, by somebody handing it to you. And um, you know that that's something that I've kind of dwelled on uh, since uh, since they've been born.
0: Yeah. And you you mentioned there discipline as far as work ethic and stuff like that. And I I have three boys and then I got my girl on the fourth try here, Alex. So uh, one of the things that's difficult for me, one of the things that's difficult is my disciplining with my daughter. I'm getting better here. Just my wife's constantly getting on me because I'm very easy to give in. So it's a little difficult for me to transition from disciplining my boys and then to my girls. So what type of disciplinarian are you as a dad uh, when it comes to your girls? Are you a spanker, timeout guy? How do you kind of handle discipline with them?
1: Well, um, you know, I, I am, I am the one that typically does discipline our kids most, um, uh, because my kids are, they're usually with, um, my wife all day, every day. And with me traveling here and there, um, you know, for, for work, for baseball, you know, the time that I am with them, they typically like to listen to me a little bit, a little bit more than my wife. So, um, so that does kind of fall on me most of the time, um. But we've we've kind of used it all. I know, like, I mean, early on, um, you know, as far as like like uh, spanking and, and physical punishment. I mean, we haven't really had to do any of that um, uh, since, uh, you know, for for a while now. I mean, our, our kids have been lucky. They they listen most of the time. But usually, you know, a lot of it has has to do with you just have to set consequences, you know, for for whatever their actions and decisions are because right now they're at an age they know what's right and wrong and um you know whatever those types of consequences are whether it's you know they're going to get a a spanking or they're going to get um you know something taken away like you know right now everybody you know uh my kids they, they love watching their shows on their ipad they like playing games on the ipad so you know that's a big thing in the house um you know where if you know they can't you know, use the iPad for a certain amount of time or, or things like that. So they just you just have to know they just have to know that there's going to be consequences for, for the decisions that they make. Um, and, you know, so far it's uh, it's been working and and they're pretty well behaved. Uh, but, you know, there's always those times where uh, if I'm on the road, I'll get a call from my wife like, you know, you know, they, they weren't listening to me here, or this or that. And, you know, I get on the phone with them and, and, you know, we got to kind of work that out, but you know, it's just, there, there just has to be consequences. If there are any consequences, then they, they test you.
0: Yeah. I'm right there with you. And we use that technology as currency here too, to yeah. get them motivated. It's crazy how it's flip flop. back in the day. It was like your punishment would be coming inside the house and staying there. <laughs> now it's like, we say, no, here, give us the technology and you got to go outside the house and that's the You're punishment. Right. Like, you know, so yep. But what you do mention there, I know you're on the road a lot, obviously, playing Major League Baseball. And one of the things I talk about a lot, Alex, on this show is the fatherless crisis where we have so many kids are growing up without a dad or a father figure. And one of the things that, that they miss from that is that discipline portion that they don't like. I was a kid who grew up uh, wait till your father gets home. And and if you don't have that type of um threat or that discipline, it creates a lot of havoc, I think, in our society. So. Um, get, getting into what you do here now, playing Major League Baseball. What are some of the challenges of being a Major League Baseball player, playing at an elite level, elite level, while being a dad?
1: Well, yeah, that, the biggest challenge is, is uh, being away from them uh, for periods of time. I mean, that's just uh, that's part of the lifestyle. I mean, my my whole family's been involved in baseball, um, so growing up, um, when I, even when I was a kid, my dad was on the road quite a bit. So um, you know, I understood that lifestyle. Um, and I w- it was the same way. It was like, you know, when, when my brother and I, when we were younger, when we'd get in trouble, same thing, it was, you know, wait till your dad gets home. And I mean, that was like, I mean, that was like the, 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 the had the biggest fear, uh, you know, uh, set in, you know, until when he got home, but I mean, it, it kept us in line, but the, the biggest, the hardest part is, is, you know, being away and, and still trying to have that connection with them. Um, and those you know, uh, during those times when we're away and we're not together uh, now with FaceTime and, and the technology we have today, it's, it's much easier than it was before. Because I remember, you know, when my dad would be on the road for two weeks, you know, where I'm trying to call uh, his hotel room. So I'm calling the hotel and, you know, there, there's no cell phones or anything at that point. And and if he's in there, you get to talk to him. If not, then, you know, you got to wait till he gets back. But nowadays, it's so much easier to, to stay in communication and, you know, which has been great because I know early on I, I had a hard time uh, leaving uh, my wife and kids on the road uh, when they were when they were real young, when they were babies. And, and uh, that really affected me for for a little while. But the that that for me, that's been the hardest part. I've You know, you, you get used to it. And I think as a family, you figure out ways how to cope with that. And, and um, you know, during our season, you know, figure out ways where you can spend as much time as, as uh, uh, together as possible, uh, even on the road. And, you know, we, we've been blessed with that lifestyle. So we're trying to use it uh, to not only uh, be together, but also educate. um, And, and, you know, because of our our kids, they're very well traveled. Um, They've seen probably, um, you know, a lot of things and and learned a lot of things that other kids maybe uh, get to later in life. Um, So, you know, it, It's it's tough. But at the same time, you try to use use it as our uh, as an advantage to help uh, teach them, uh, educate them and, and, you know, give them something uh, new to experience.
0: Yeah, Alex, uh, I'm curious because I know you've been uh, last five or six years here, Chicago, Arizona, Minnesota, Washington. Do you have. Do you have like a home base, or do the kids? Do you relocate each time that you travel? I always wondered that with the players. Like, I mean, going from city to city now. Do do you guys have like a home base where the girls stay, or do you move to each city that you play for?
1: Yeah, usually uh, now that they've been in school uh, and they're older, we, my wife and I, we grew up in South Florida, and um, and our we have you know our, our families down there, so that's kind of like our home base. Uh, we live there uh, during the off season. That's where um, will live when I retire. Um, that's just, that's home base. And typically what we end up doing is, uh, once school's out, um, you know, they, wherever we're at, they'll come for the summer, um, and, until school starts again. And, um, and then, you know, at times we we'll just kind of look, you know, between the school schedule and our base, baseball schedule, we'll try to match up their, you know, times where uh, they might be able to meet me on the road or come to whatever city I'm at. Uh, and spend, uh, you know, three or four days uh, with us. But that's kind of how we've been playing it. They're usually um, there in Florida during the school year. And then we just kind of try to, you know, match up uh, weekends and, you know, when they have uh, a Monday off or a Friday off. Uh, and then during the summer, they just they come and hang out with me for the summer. Um, and, and we have a, have a great summer until uh, school starts again.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm sure that's a lot of fun for them. And one other thing too Alex that was different uh, for for myself growing up, I know like we played Little League baseball and it was really just the one season we played Little League and it was over. Nowadays, baseball is a 365 travel teams and all kinds of stuff is going on. So what kind of advice do you have for the parents out there whose kids are are interested in playing baseball taking it seriously and hoping to go next level? How would you kind of tell the parents to steer the kids?
1: Well, you know, I love- I've had that conversation with a lot of people because, you know, I've, I've heard both opinions. Yeah, like if that, if, if they really enjoy playing and they want to play it all year, year round um, you know, some people, you know, may see that as, you know, not a good thing. They would rather, you know, have their kids be a little more well-rounded, play different sports and, and gain that experience. I was, I was a kid that played baseball year round. I mean, I, that, that's, that's what I did. I didn't play other sports. So every once in a while, like I might've played, uh, um, you know, football here and there, but, it was baseball for me. I loved it. And that's what I wanted to do at the same time. Like I'm kind of, my parents were always like, you know, just, you know, they never pushed me to play baseball. It was just, you know, you're going to, you know, whatever you want to do, whatever you, you know, you know, feel like, uh, you want to have fun with and, and makes you happy, you know, as far as playing with your friends, let's go do it. And that's kind of the way I I look at it. Like, you don't want to, I feel like you don't want to push, Uh, as far as parents your kids into going into a certain sport uh, because you really want them to you know you just have to make sure that they really enjoy it that's something I go through with my girls now they play tennis they play soccer uh, they they dance ballet Um, you know they they have a lot of activities and it's a you know that's one thing me and my wife are constantly talking about every year when it comes to sign up the kids you know for that activity is like You know, are they enjoying it, talking to them like how much they're enjoying it? Do they want to keep doing it? And and kind of really letting them kind of decide. And when they're playing, allow them to, um, you know, have fun with it. Still, you know, like we talked about earlier, still, you know, try to instill that that kind of discipline. Hey, If you're going to do it, we're going to do it the right way and and uh, and try to learn and get better at it. Uh, But at the same time, it still needs to be fun. I mean, that's that's. One of my favorite memories as, as a kid is when I was playing t-ball. Coach pitch. The best part of the day was getting the free soda after the game and going to uh, our uh, whoever had a pool after the after the 9 a.m. game and jumping and having a little pool party. That was the best part about it. I can care less about the game, and it was just about hanging out with the friends. And um, you know, that's something that you can't, you know, you, you don't want to take that away from 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 your kids. Uh, you want them to have that experience.
0: Yeah, very well said, and good advice there too, Alex. And I, I got to ask you about Tommy Lasorda. I know he's, uh, uh, you have to have a godfather like Tommy Lasorda is something special. What could you say about him uh, as a godfather or as a father figure to yourself growing up?
1: Well, he was a huge influence, uh, on not only myself, but, uh, but my dad as well, our, our family, um, as a whole. But he, uh, uh, I mean, it, he was great. I, you know, I, I got to spend a lot of time with him over the course of the uh, mainly over the course of the spring because usually they would come. You know, there would be spring training in Barrow Beach uh, before they moved out to Arizona. But uh, so I would see him every spring, whether it'd be in spring training or he'd come. Him and my grandfather were very good friends, and he would come down to South Florida and hang out quite a bit. He actually, you know, saw quite a few of my uh, little league games. Um, and I mean, I just I remember. Uh, days where, you know, he would come to our, come to the Little League games. And then after we'd go to my, either my parents' or, or grandparents' house, we'd have lunch and he'd have me in the backyard, like, you know, show me, you know, what I need to do with my swing or, you know, if, if my pitching mechanics, stuff like that. So he was always involved uh, in our lives. And it was always like the biggest thrill, um, you know, when he either came to town and we were going to go see him and my grandfather was taking us up to Vero Beach, uh, that was, I mean, for me, my brother and my cousin for, for for the boys in the family that were baseball that played baseball that was the best thing in the world. And uh, I mean, he was a huge influence on on not only me but uh, our family as a whole. And uh, as a godfather, I mean, I've got five godchildren now, so like I, I understand not only my my own children, but you know, I try to have you know some uh, some influence with um, with my godchildren as well as far as you know you know letting them know that I'm there for them as well um you know to help out and and whatever they they need
0: yeah really good stuff alex and i know listen i've i've had um hall of fame catcher mike piazza on the podcast here yeah. uh, i i know that uh it, it's a difficult position to play and and it's, it takes a toll on your body here so what kind of well how much longer are you planning on playing professional baseball here and what kind of plans or goals do you have beyond your baseball career
1: well i mean i had I've been, this is my 13th season. I'm 34 now. And, you know, I'm, I'm kind of old now for baseball. So, uh, so I definitely see the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, and I've had, I've had a, you know, a a a, a great career. I, I mean, I still kind of pinch myself that I've been able to do this for this long. Um, but I, I definitely see myself staying within the game, uh, doing something, um, you know, whether it's, uh, on the media broadcasting side or uh, stay on the field with uh, either coaching or managing or, 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 or scouting. Uh, I love it. My entire family has been been involved in major league baseball from my grandfather to my dad. So um, I love the game. And I, to be honest with you, I can't imagine me doing anything else. And uh, we'll see once, once I'm a, i am I decide that I'm done playing, uh, see what kind of direction I go into as far as, uh you know, where I want to stay uh involved uh with with the game of baseball. I mean I've made a lot of great uh relationships and, and friendships over the years. So um I'm sure I'll be calling a few people once I decide to stop playing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I bet. All right, good stuff. Last thing I want to hit you with here, Alex, i love to ask all the dads that I get on the podcast, what type of advice do you have for that new dad or for that about to be father who's out there listening?
1: Well, uh the the best advice I have is is make sure you have um great communication with your wife um you know as you're raising that child because for me my wife has been um like the rock of our family i mean just the communication that we have between the two of us is you know without that everything else kind of breaks down at least for us um you know we're constantly every day we're talking about the kids doing this doing that you know talking about um you know the, the events of that day so the communication between you and your wife is uh, is paramount I think um, and the other thing I mean is you know enjoy it because it's when I look back at it now my kids are eight and six and you know when I look at my oldest I, all I think about is like man I I wish you were four and five right now you know <laughs> it's like it, it people tell you it goes by fast and at times you, you may think it's not going by fast when, when those kids are crying and, and you got to change diapers at three o'clock in the morning. But, um, you know, I, I would, I, I, I would tell a lot of new dads that uh, a lot of my friends and family that have become new dads over the last couple of years, enjoy it. Even the worst times of it, enjoy it because you're going to wish that uh, they're that age again, once they become eight, nine, 10. So, um, that's, uh, that's what I tell them all the time.
0: Yeah. Very well said, Alex. It's been a lot of fun for me. I got to say you're a first class father all the way. And thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time here at first class
1: fatherhood. Uh, Thanks, Alec. I appreciate you having me on.
0: Back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood, i got to give a special thank you once again to Alex Avila for giving me a few minutes of his time here. That was so cool. Please send me up on Twitter, guys, or drop me that DM on Instagram. Let me know what you thought about today's episode. I always love to read your feedback. If you are taking your kids out to the ballpark or you're going to be hitting the NFL stadiums this year, go to SeatGeek.com to buy your tickets and use my promo code FirstClass You'll save $20 on your tickets, and you can help support First Class Fatherhood. It goes a long way, guys, all right? So go to SeatGeek.com or use the SeatGeek app and use my promo code FIRSTCLASS. That's one word, FIRSTCLASS, and save $20 on your tickets. That's all I got for you guys today. I'm Alec Lace. Thank you for listening to First Class Fatherhood. And please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We are fathers. And we're not just fathers. We are first-class fathers.